Best Kind Productions Summer Musical is back at the Barry Park Amphitheater with a little taste of home. How Do You Get to Jellybean Row is an original family musical about learning to embrace change, grow from mistakes, and see the magic in the world around you. Playing August 12th to 15th and 19th to 22nd at the Barry Park Amphitheater with COVID-19 protocols in effect. 6.30 p.m. nightly and 2 p.m. weekend matinee. Admission at the gate. Welcome to Explain It! Oh, I thought you were going to keep going higher. No. The podcast where two guys <laughs> explain things to each other. That they should know. But don't. I am Jeff Sims. And I am Evan Smith. Welcome, Mr. Evan, and friends, to another fantastic episode <laughs> of season two of your favorite, if not second favorite podcast, Explainin'. The favorite podcast of... Your friend who doesn't really listen to podcasts, yeah. but they do know Jeff or Evan personally, and yep. therefore listen. On their long list of two podcasts <laughs> they have ever heard of, we are number one. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fine. I'll accept that. I would rather be one person's favorite thing than a hundred people's hundred favorite thing. You almost didn't say it right, but I liked the premise. <laughs> Thank you. Also, I'd rather just be on the list at all, even if it's their hundredth. Yes, exactly. It's still under the list of favorite things. There are like a million podcasts out now. I mean, there's Raindrops on Roses. There's Whiskers on Kittens. Yes. There's Splain the Podcast. <laughs> you know? As long as we're on the list. As long as we're on the list. Yeah, that's true. Uh, how, was, uh, how was your week, buddy? Um, I don't know. I don't have a good recollection. I feel like... That's worrisome. I'm, well, <laughs> I feel like I'm just coasting. Uh, coasting through life. Na, na, no, dancing na. through life. Yeah, I know, but that was the joke. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> what is happening out there? <laughs> For anyone who actually, they probably can't hear it. Um, but actually, this is pretty exciting. I'm sorry to interrupt your midlife kind of really <laughs> weird, ambiguous. I was about autopilot. to go down a very dark rabbit hole there. Yeah, so you, yeah, you just thank you for on. bringing me up. Yeah, you're as welcome. always. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll address that. Yeah, off air. We'll come back. Yeah, um, but for those of you who can't see us, which is everybody, we are in a <laughs> new uh, pod loft. We built a yep. structure. Well, actually, well, we rented a new studio. Um, yeah, which is I think the executive producers mentioned that we did need a little bit of a of a different venue change to to spark it and, and just kind of for my own benefit. Like I felt like I needed a space that is specific to the podcast. It needed know? to separate work from home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just need to like this yeah. is a place where I go and I do what I do. Exactly. Yeah, and it's nice because we have a uh, an office just off of the studio as well. Yeah. Like I have the corner office because I'm the most important, and you have the cupboard under the stairs. Um, and then, so then I will rise up to defeat everyone else. Is your point? Well, you're a high school student who depends on everybody else. I think you will be vanquished in the next seven years. That's my prediction. Okay. <laughs> I will start splitting my soul. <laughs> Let the murder begin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we are at Jeff's house. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah, the right. first time ever. I forgot we made all that up. Well, yeah. you've recorded at your house, obviously, whenever mm. we've been in lockdown. That's right. When we were um, separate. As I like to call it, splitsies frenzies. 
Is that what you like to call it? No. I don't think that's what anyone likes to call it. I don't think so But when either. we were Splitsies Frenzies, yeah. um, you recorded here, but never... Yeah. Did you record down here? I was... Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I was down here. Um, uh, sometimes you were in your bedroom, because down there was, was two really times I was in my bedroom. Actually, it was the second lockdown that I went to my bedroom. Right. Um, but the first... Uh, the initial start of the podcast, I was down here. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's very cozy. Yep. The lamplight is great. This couch is comfortable. It's gorgeous. And it wasn't that difficult to bring the stuff over. So we could do this more often. We could. I think the main reason we chose your house um, was obviously for your kids and stuff. We had to, you know, make sure you took care of your kids. Yeah. They usually like to watch the podcast as it's happening. Yes. They like to be a live studio audience. So Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know. it great participation. And we'll miss yeah. them. And we'll miss them. And the energy will probably be lower now that we don't have the toddler and the infant watching us. Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We're just playing to each other now instead of children. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. Uh, but where I was going with this... <laughs> yes, bring us back. <laughs> yes, honest to God, uh, is uh, for those of you who may or may not have heard it, um, my lovely doggy Benny is upstairs, and he didn't get to go for a walk today, which is unfortunate, but, you know, life happens. The weather's shit, and he feels like shit, so that's it. Sucks. It sucks to be a dog. Sometimes it does. Ruby's giving me the serious guilt these days. Yeah. But I hope that I will be better in the future. I mean, that's all I can do. To hope, yes. Not to actually be better, but to hope to be better, yeah. Yeah. As well, something very exciting, or not, depending on your state, this is the last episode of season two, guys. Yeah, it really is. Guys and gals, mostly gals. We mostly start gals. Saying gals Se- 78% actually. gals. I think it's 81 now. Is it? <laughs> yeah, a couple of the guys dropped off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so um, what a ride it has it's been. been. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to say. The f- <laughs> The 50th episode in the, not even the middle of, it was like episode 17 or something, episode, it was episode 17 or something, so it was like, that felt like this weird... Transition. Yeah, not even trans, yep. like transition, but also like mon- like monumental thing. Yeah! Where yeah, like, yeah, it felt yeah. like the end of a thing in the beginning of, but like, but also like, this feels less... Conclusive. Yeah, than that did, even yeah. though that wasn't conclusive. We came I back agree. the next week. I agree, I agree. Um, Maybe we put too much weight on it. Maybe in retrospect, we shouldn't have done the confetti. No, which I, I found this week. You didn't. So, well, <laughs> if you recall, it took forty-five minutes to clean it up with the shop vac. Correct. Today, I took out the shop vac for the first time since, mm-hmm. or yesterday rather, and uh, I was cleaning up some sawdust in my backyard from the people who built the shed. Yeah. Which I'm just going to keep empty and we're going to use as the pod loft. Wouldn't Ooh, that be great? That would be great. Yeah, we can't do it though. Shed happens. Um, well done. Um, but anyway, I opened up the the thing to put in a new bag, and it was just filled with confetti. And Harrison was like, "What's that?" And I was like, "Oh, that's the confetti." He's like, "For a birthday?" And I was like, "Yes, for whose birthday?" And I was I really thought he was gonna be like splain, and he's like, "Yeah, mine." <laughs> I was like, no, yours hasn't happened yet. I was expecting him to kind of. I remember. Yeah, somebody says, "Remember that." He didn't. He didn't remember. No. It's okay. Not, not, uh, I, don't, I don't think anybody else remembered it either. I remember it fondly because it was very stressful. It was very <laughs> but stressful. We ran a lot of errands. We had like an hour and 45 minutes to go buy all the stuff, go home, set it up, get it oh, ready. Oh, yeah. We had to rehearse it because we only had a couple of good tries at it. Yeah. Uh, and, then, uh, and then do it. And I feel like in every video we cut off one of us because we had to be on the end of the table because yeah. the kids were in the middle meanwhile we should have put us in the middle and the kids on either end because we really them matter. Off, wouldn't matter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway hindsight hindsight is 2020 it but is like evan said this is the end of season two mm. but that's okay 
Because guess what? There's going to be a season three. And I think, in general, it's like a sequel. The second one is never that great. Evan! <laughs> no, it's not that it... I mean, the bar is set very high. But like, you think of the Matrix trilogy. Yeah. First one, great. Second one, I mean, sorry. First one, excellent. Yes. Second one, great. Mm-hmm. Third one, excellent. I, I, I liked the second one for the choreography. The fight oh, choreography. Oh, the fighting in the second Reloaded, one is yeah, so good. It's the thing that that keeps it up there. Yeah. I didn't like Revolution as much because uh, it's they're bleak. Out of the Matrix. Yeah, the Revolutions is a lot yeah. of feelings, and it's all like there's no part of it where you're like, "This is the fun fantasy world." Exactly. You know, it's all very real. Yeah. Um, but I feel like season three, like, and I also feel like TV shows. And season two is like, Oof. I love season two of a lot of TV shows. Do you? Yeah, I do. Oh. I find they're the most um, underappreciated. Oh. Yeah, like I'll go and I will like if we're like the classic like time to go to bed, watch a sitcom. Right. I often seek out season two because everybody seems to go season one, four, and then like seven. It's really weird in terms of where people land. Right. Um every third. S- season two is really it's good. Cool. Like they're finding their stride. Yeah, because season one is about character development, telling the narrative of the universe you're in and like getting used to characters and getting used to dynamics mm-hmm. season two is like All now you can start to joke and you right. can like jokes are returning you can have different plot lines that make more sense and and and, and yeah. you understand relationships i can get behind that i specific like how i met your mother i feel found its stride in season two like season one you're just trying to understand barney you're right. like are you an asshole and just misogynist or are you actually like really funny right by season two you're like oh you're just a jackass and you're really funny right but um hmm. interesting yeah yeah, I think I'm just so, as we were saying earlier, back to my life crisis, which is not a life crisis at all. No. But um, I'm autopilot. Just, we'll call my, it your it's autopilot. very much autopilot. I'm very much like counting the days to like a little vacation where I can be like, the only thing I have to do is take care of my kids and have fun. I'm dying for that. I feel like every week I say to Tiffany, okay, once we get through this week, things are going to die down. And then like the next week is just insane. So like, that's the, I saw a meme that literally said that. Being yeah. an adult is literally being yeah. like, I'll 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 come out to hang out with you guys like next week. I'm super busy. Yeah. And you just keep saying that until you die. Yep. But next week, actually, I'm going away, mm-hmm. and like for 16 days, I'll be in Nova Scotia in my mom's pool. Dude, 16 chillaxing. days is going to be the longest time I've gone without seeing you in a very long in time. in a very long time. Probably in like three years. You'll like, likely have to Facetime me. <laughs> I'll definitely have to. Like you know, you how never like to FaceTime. Whenever I FaceTime you, you're like, "Why are you FaceTiming me?" I'm like, "That's not the greeting I wanted." No, you're like, "Just call me." Just call me. Like I, I it's so weird because I hate texting. I never text. I agree. I always voice memo or call. Yep. Um, but I don't want to FaceTime. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, like I'm okay to FaceTime, but I also like to walk around and do things when I'm on the phone. But like FaceTime, I have to sit there and be stagnant and like look at you, and you have to look at me. Yeah, I guess. Eh. He's looking at you, kid. Um, <laughs> but, um, anyway, my point being, um, maybe season two, like the, see again, that turning point at the 50th episode, I feel like from there on, I was like coasting, you know, that's not so much with the content and like, and my performance. I mean, that's always 10 it's out of 10. always prime. But like in my mind each week, I'm like, Oh God, what a yeah. slog. Another thing to do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I can I can like empathize with you there absolutely yeah yeah but I'm looking forward to a little break a little break ski poo and then um, 
Coming back with a vengeance. Coming back with a hardcore season three, baby. Trilogy, baby. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, we're going to have lots of updates during our little break. We're going to have lots of uh, things we're going to keep you. I mean, don't commit us to anything too hard because this is going to be vacation. Yes, exactly. No. <laughs> True. Um, but it's a great opportunity for everybody to go back and listen to previous episodes. And tell a friend about it. Exactly. More importantly. There's lots of, uh, lots of time, because I do know a lot of our, uh, our loyal listeners have, been, have some catching up to do. So it's a great opportunity. And listen, it's summer. It's beautiful weather. Minus today, it's, it's the pits. But uh, pits uh, it's a great opportunity. So, Mr. Smith. Yes. Do you want to get started? Um, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, uh, oh, I have one thing I wanted to tell you that I haven't told you yet because we haven't seen you in the last few days. And I, uh, Whitney Houston's I... favorite type of coordination. And I, <laughs> um, I discovered a new area of St. John's the other day, an area I did not know existed. Did I tell you this? No. Okay, Father's Day. Father's Day. Was out for a drive. Out so a couple drive. weeks ago. Yep. With the boys and um, my girlfriend, Darcy. We were out driving around because Tiffany was working all day. I was like, I need someone to be my wife today and spend Father's Day with me. And Darcy was like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. So um, we just were driving around and we went up. Um, it's like the long street that is like Stavanger Drive area. But it's like you start in the east end. And it's the part that like when you're driving on the outer ring, there's like a little overpassy thing. You're like, what's that street that goes underneath right here? It's that street. It starts with a C. Can't remember the name of it. But okay. It's like East End. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I turned off that road somewhere and I found this super bougie area of town where like every house is a mansion. Yeah, yeah. Like they're next to like across it's, from it's, like NTV and stuff. No. Way nicer than that stuff. Not Logie Bay Road. No, but it's off Logie Bay Road. It is not. Okay. No, there is you're a thinking, really... Well, yes, I know what you're talking about. Because that's where the dream home was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Almost to Middle Cove, but not quite. Okay. Um, that is what you're thinking of, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, this is like the center of the East End. And it's called Virginia River. Anyway, like you must go drive there. I bet you've never been there either. Because there's only one way in and one way out. Like it's the same way in and out. It's like it's just called like there's a, the Virginia River, which I didn't know was a thing, or maybe it's Virginia Lake. I think it's Virginia Lake. Okay. Um, all these houses around them, and every one is a mansion. I, I'm trying to remember it, and I don't. I don't think I've I never been there before. And I've driven around like all COVID. I just like drove around with my kids, just being like kill the time and move forward. Hashtag autopilot. Yeah, but um, this area of town I've never been to. It's, Interesting. We'll have to go. It's insane. We must go. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm ready to start now. But. Yeah. Was there something else? No, I just wanted to bring up the fact that it was a part of the city I didn't know about. And like, oh, well, actually, there is another thing. That my point of driving through, that, like, while, as I was driving through, I was like, but what do all these people do? How are there this many people who are this wealthy? Like, there are, you know, the Danny Williams out in Doran's Lane, like all those houses. And that's like, you know, yeah, yeah. okay, we get there's a few people like that. Yeah. Or when you go to Middle Cove, there's also like same sort of thing or yeah. wherever. Yeah. But this is an area of town with like, 200 300 houses they're all two or 300 houses that's a lot by it took a while to drive around there okay and i'd say the minimum one was probably eight hundred thousand. most of them were probably over a million oil and gas old man and i guess i was like so like they're probably in like that industry but like there's so many of them really high-end executives high-end engineers but you wouldn't think there's that many and like they all live in the same area they're all best friends I suppose. One day when we're rich. Can't be friends with peasants like us. No. 
You got you to gotta keep in your own lane. Yeah. To keep in your own financial lane. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. I wish we were rich. Yeah. I'm distinguished. I feel like I'm distinguished looking. I'm just not distinguished. You are distinguished looking. Like, I feel like if someone were to see you, they would just be like, you're, you're distinguished and wealthy. <laughs> actually, I need to be distinguished tomorrow night. I'm in Peter Andrews' new music video. Well, actually, I think it's with Violet's music video. But Peter Andrews asked me to do it. And um, I think it's the gray hair. I think it's probably the gray hair. Yeah. Speaking of, on my way here, I stopped into the Irving to get some beer. Okay. I'm over here. I'll stop in here. Irving to get some beer. <laughs> My hair is gray. Getting the beer. And I got, I just picked up a box of Crown and Anchor. Kitty yep. Vitties. Light beer. Light beer. Later on the thing, it was like this 19-year-old kid working at the thing. 19-year-old kid. I'm so old. The point of my yeah, story. Yeah, you just aged yourself. Well, man. the point of the story is that I'm old, so maybe it's appropriate. It is. And he was just like, how's it going? I was like, oh, good. <laughs> Smooth beer. I'm like, yeah. I was like, it's good. And then he was like, Yeah. Right, I was uh, around the bay, right, with me missus, his grandfather, and had one of them. <laughs> Nicest thing that ever touched me lips. <laughs> it was go- better than a Coors. <laughs> I was like, okay, I didn't say this. I was like, so like anything. Well, is this, yeah, like, pool piss water. Is better than yeah. Coors. <laughs> but um, and then when I walked out of the store, I was like, I think he was. I don't think he's that kind of guy. No. I think he was coming down to my level because or I he, had was, like, he was reaching up to yours. Yeah. Or whatever. Like he like he's. I had. A, I was a skipper with gray hair and a raincoat. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. I got. I'm gonna like, connect. I'm with gonna him. turn on the Newfoundland charm and talk to this guy like he yeah. like you know. Yeah. Oh, I had this real fancy beer. Yeah. It's four dollars more than Coors Light. Yeah. I had it. With my grandfather. With me, me, me Mrs. grandfather. Yeah. My grandfather we were connecting. In-law. We were connecting. Yeah. He fought. In World War Two, yeah, and he said, "Oh my God, smoothest thing never tastes his lips." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we cracked lobster. Yeah, and, and jigged some cat. <laughs> it was very bizarre. Yeah, but you are a distinguished gentleman. <laughs> Moral of the story: You were a distinguished gentleman. Yeah, thanks. Just uh, uh, really, Crown and Anchor. Does that really? I don't think so. I does mean, the that... packaging is nice. Yeah, but it's not like a bougie beer. No, not even a little bit. For this guy, it was. He's like better than Coors. I'm like, okay, so what you're saying is Coors is your go-to. Like nothing's better than Coors, except that was. That That's... was the one thing you've ever tasted that was better than Coors. Yeah. Seek new horizons, <laughs> Irving representative. <laughs> My or, God. or or. Does he use that same blanketed story with every beer? With every distinguished customer, they come right. in with like, geez, I don't know, like MGD, and he's like, "Oh yeah, the smoothest thing has touched me lips since Coors Light," because it's the only thing he's ever drank. I'll tell you one thing: he's never had a sip of wine in his life. Oh, absolutely not. No, no. At nineteen, neither did I. I couldn't stand the thought of drinking wine at nineteen. Uh, I started drinking wine when I got with Tiffany. Uh, she drank wine, and her parents drank wine whenever I'd come over for dinner. Excuse me. They would have wine. I'd be like, I'll try and get down a glass, I suppose. And literally after a while, I was like, I love this. I can't wait to have another glass. Yeah. I was, uh, it was when I was staying with you guys is when I started drinking wine. During the dark ages? During the dark ages. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I started drinking wine. Nice. Uh, how are we on time? 19 minutes and 14 seconds. Okay. Because I had a story about distinguished. <laughs> Go out and tell a, it. A young distinguished. I think I've told you it, but I don't think we've said it on the podcast. Do you remember the story of me at the liquor store? I, I don't know. So far, no. Okay. Uh, I was underage. Okay. Okay. And You tried uh, to buy stuff at the liquor store underage. 
wait for it. Okay. Don't give away the punchline, Devin. That's bold. You're on, on, on autopilot. I, I used to the... buy beer at the... Uh, Convenience store. AV Glance. Yeah. In like everybody Mill. did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when I was 16, say, yeah. I looked the same as what I did right up until I was about like 23, 24. Right. Um, I was like the same height, same build, same facial hair. Like there was nothing really that different kind of... weight. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you listed everything else. Yes. Okay. The most notable thing I obviously gained weight. Who's kidding who? I was young and dumb and stupid. Uh, I was young and unafraid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and dreams were made and used and wasted. <laughs> uh, there were no ransoms to be paid. There were not any ransoms no. to be paid. No wine on... Uh, no song no on song, no song, 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 no, no wine, wine untasted. untasted. Yes. But the, the tigers, tigers coming night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't laugh. Anyway, so I was... Um, it was New Year's Eve. And I was with a couple of the guys. And they said... Uh, like, normally I would buy a lot of the beer. I would just walk into Irving, pick up a couple of boxes. They wouldn't second you guess. You were the senior of the group. Not in terms of age, but in terms of appearance. In terms of looks. Yeah. Right. I always was, too. Also, yeah. I, was the, like, I was also the oldest, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wasn't the oldest, but I think... I looked it. Right. Or at least I got away with it enough. Right. So anyways, uh, it's New Year's Eve, and we're getting ready to go out. Yep. And we're driving around. The guy said, you know what? We don't want Coors Light. They're like, <laughs> we want, like, nice, fancy beer. Meaning what? MGD. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, okay, like, let's do it. And they're like, we have to go to the liquor store to get it. I have been in the liquor store, like, twice in my life up until then. With your mom? Yeah. Like, yeah. something, like, you know what I mean? So we pull up to the to the liquor store. I'm not gonna say which one. And I don't know if anybody can recall because <laughs> the statute of limitations are still open <laughs> yeah. on this. So. <laughs> uh, so it's New Year's Eve, like 6 p.m. Okay. It is chinched. Yeah. Every cash register is open. Yeah. And the lineups trail from each cash register right back to the cooler. Right. Like, I'm not joking. Full, full-fledged. Yeah. So, I get in there. I go, and I find a brown, car, uh, like, like Costco box. You know, you get, like, those Costco boxes? Like oh, brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I find one of those. Yeah. I lay down the ground. I get, like, four cases of MGD, two Corona, some, like, Coors Light. I literally am buying beer for all of my friends. Right. It's in a cardboard box. It's on the ground, and I'm pushing it with my feet. That's how long <laughs> this line is and how slow it is. Okay. May have been in line for... Like a solid 20, 25 minutes. Okay. And I start approaching the front. Mm-hmm. Okay. On each cash register, they had four people. I don't know the story. You don't know the I know, story? I definitely do not. There's four people at each cash register, and there's like seven cash registers. It was all hands on deck. Yeah. So they had one person blindly scanning things. Yeah. A second person putting it into like a bag or a box or something like that. A third person simply watching, making sure everything's going good. Yeah. And a fourth person checking an ID. Every single person, they're going ID. And that was their only job was to yeah. check ID. Everybody had a... Sp- and Just it was, get shit done. It was a well-oiled machine. Chain of command. Yeah. Yeah. So I was making my way up. And in front of me, there was this um, this like couple or whatever. Behind me was this lovely old lady. Yeah. So I'm pushing my box, pushing my box up. And then I'm looking up there. And I see them eyeing me. The person who's just supposed to be overwatching is staring at me and talking to the person who's checking IDs. Mm-hmm. And they're whispering back and forth and they're talking and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. 
Oh my god, they know. They know. They know. They can tell. They. I don't. Uh, like, are my Jordans like not tied up high enough? Like, what? What did I do? Yeah. So I'm sweating. Well, you were wearing Jordans. That was the problem. Yeah. yeah, I was <laughs> sweating. I was freaking out. I was like, "There's not gonna happen. This isn't. I'm just gonna go up there. It's gonna be really awkward. They're gonna ask for an ID. I'm not gonna have one. I'm just gonna have to leave this box of beer there. And no, I can't do that, Jeff. You're gonna have to I put mean, it in back. In hindsight, as an adult, the only the worst thing that's gonna happen is you go. I'm sorry, I don't have my ID on me. And you have to leave. Yeah. Like, but in my eyes, that was the worst thing that could happen to me in, the, in life. Yeah. But then, like, as a good Catholic boy, I couldn't leave the beer. I'd have to do the walk of shame back <laughs> and put all the beer the back. Coolers, yeah. You're right. So, Pray to rosary on your way. Yeah. So I'm getting closer, getting closer. And then the girl, the fourth person who was stagnant, just watching everything, starts walking towards <laughs> me. St- <laughs> the fourth person who's stagnant. Well, the one who isn't doesn't have a job other than overseeing everything. Okay. She starts walking towards me. And yeah. she's not old, but she's not young. She's probably like, now in retrospect, probably in her mid-20s. Okay. She's walking towards me. I start panicking, losing my marbles. Yeah. Um, and she comes up, and there's this the gentleman's in front of me, and yeah. he's super skeety. Yeah. Super skeety. She comes over to him, and I'm, I like start looking away because I think she's coming for me. But she stops in front of him. Right. And she goes, um, hi, sir. Uh, listen, I'm going to apologize. I wanted to get you halfway in the lineup. I didn't want you waiting any longer. But unfortunately, uh, we're not going to be able to serve you today. He had like a Twixer of sour puss. Right. And, and he was like, what the hell are you talking about, Mrs. Like, you're going to serve me. She's like, uh, sir, I'm really sorry. You were in here with, your, with presumably your girlfriend like 25 minutes ago. She was underage. She didn't have an ID. You're trying to buy the same liquor. We can't allow you to buy this for a minor. Right. And he tore into her i'm talking i can't say the words because we're on the podcast yeah he called her every name out under the sun yeah screamed everybody in the whole liquor store and all seven lines just stared at him all- that was a story they told when they got home oh it was yeah. bad yeah and he tore into her he was like you're a nothing i can't believe you do this i am 21 you're a b word you're a c word yeah. f you everything yeah. calling her to the dirty he's like i'm calling your manager i'm getting you fired you're a piece of worthless cr-. like yeah everything he's like what's your name Karen, like wrote it down. He was like, I want to talk wrote to it, you. Wrote it down. Like, oh yeah. And he was like, I'm calling your manager. I'm getting you fired. This is the biggest mistake you've ever made. You legally have to serve me. Anyways, yep. he made such a big deal. She went blood red in the face. Yeah. Completely mortified, embarrassed. Yeah. He, was, he just chewed around in front of every person in St. John's as far as yeah. anyone's concerned. Yeah. And then he stormed out to the front, got on his phone and pretended to like huff and puff and call and talk to a manager or something. Right. And then like flipped her off and stormed out. Right. And she did this like unfortunate walk of shame from that lineup back to the cash register. Mm, yeah. Like no one deserves to be chewed out. Nope. It was very obvious the four of them were chatting and they were like, you have to go tell him. Like yeah. you have and to. And she's, like, she's just like, God damn it. Yeah, I don't want to. She's counting down the minutes before she gets to go get drunk. Yeah. And she has to go deal with the skeediest person on the planet and just yeah. gets chewed out. So anyways, yeah. she goes. Goes back. She hangs her head. Each one of them are like, consoling her while doing their jobs yeah and i go this is my opportunity <laughs> snakes in shows up so i push my little box of beer up one foot because he is now out of the line yeah and i look at the lady behind me the old old woman and i said is it okay with you if i step out of line for a minute she goes oh honey you go ahead i was like thank you so much and i pushed my beer like five feet ahead of me so that it was in the yeah. appropriate place and I walked up to the cash register where they were, 
and I said, uh, hey, listen, I'm really sorry that happened to you. Like, that's the that's that's got to be the worst thing. And I was like, I'm really sorry. Listen, you did everything appropriate. You did your job. That was the right thing to do. <laughs> you were always this person, weren't and you? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, that You were re- always manager Jeff Sims. Probably. Yeah. And I said to her, I was like, you did the right thing. You were totally respectful. <laughs> I was like, you did not deserve that. He was in the wrong. I just need you to know that, like, you did the right thing. And so this is what I'm going to do. And I wrote down my name and my number on a piece of paper. I gave it to her. I said, if, I said, I don't think it's going to happen, but if he calls your manager yeah. and your manager gets mad at you, Tell your manager to call me as a witness. Yeah, you were always this person. I will ensure that you will not get in trouble because you did everything right. You did a fantastic job. And she goes, she goes, oh my God, that's so sweet of you. Thank you so much. I'm like, that's not a problem. I'm like, listen, you'll be fine. You did the right thing. She was like, thank you. I'm like, no, like, thank you. And went back in my spot in line and pushed up my beer. In about four or five minutes, I made it to the front of the line. And I put my box of beer on the counter. And she goes, hi, Jeff. I was like, what do you ask? <laughs> and buddy like scans it in and all of them now all four of them are going that's really nice of you i'm like that guy was a dick wasn't he and they're like man he's been here a couple of times he's a right jerk and like his girlfriend's a skeet and he's there yeah. all the time trying to buy booze for each other we never let some right i'm like man that's brutal anyways i bet i bet you're going out tonight aren't you she goes i am i'm like listen have a few drinks you'll be fine you'll get over it. and like seriously though you have my information please give it to your manager i promise yeah. you're not going to get in trouble yeah and they're scanning it and they're like you're some sweet and then the guy checking id goes you got your ID, Jeff? And I say, yep. And I go in my back pocket and I take out my wallet. He goes, I'm only joking by Jeff. I'm not. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yep. And they say, how are you paying? I said, don't care. I swipe my card and I took my beer and I walked out of there. I think there was sweat in my asshole at that point. Oh, like I was you like, know there was. And I walked out of the liquor store. They're like, with, what's wrong with Jeff's pants? Yeah. They were lighter when he got in the store. sagging. Yeah. yeah. I was walked out of there holding this crate of beer, and I just remember seeing the guy's faces. Because <laughs> I waited in the car. It was about a yeah. half an hour later. Yeah. And as far as they were concerned, I got arrested because I was yeah, there like, Yeah, like so the long. cops had showed up to yeah. arrest Buddy, but they were like, Jeff's And dead. I got yeah. in the car, and I was like, woo! <laughs> I would never felt so alive in my life. <laughs> it was like uh, it was, that is exactly how the Jeff that I know yep. would handle that situation. Yeah. Even to this day as an adult. Yep. That's so funny. It was like textbook. That's so funny. Anyways, yeah, it, I never I mean I was also in Steve Mill and I never went to a liquor store to do it. No. But like it was never a problem for me. But one time our, our friend Mark went into AV Glance and we were all sitting in the car. I was driving. He went in, and he was a year older than that. He was probably in grade 12 at the time. And he went in to buy a case of beer, and no one was in the store. Because you could see, it was one of the stores with like all of the front windows. You could see yes, every yes, part yes, of yes. the store. You could even see the cash. Yep. So we were there, and like the lady who was working there, like you know, she was like one of two people who ever worked there. She was the crotchety one. Mm. Okay. He walked in. The second he walked in, we could watch her watching him, and like, oh, this is not going to work. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He walked up to the thing, he got his beer, he confidently put it on the thing, and yeah. she scanned it, and the whole time she was kind of watching him, and it looked like she was going to ask, she didn't say a word. Anyway, he paid for it, he left. The second he got outside <laughs> he the door, celebrated. he took the case and lifted it up above his head, but whoo! <laughs> and all we could do was watch her and just put her head down <laughs> in her hands and be like, oh, <laughs> nothing you could do at that point, right? It was brilliant. Like he couldn't even hold it in, no. into the to get to the car. No, no. Oh, that's fantastic. So fun. Yeah. Oh God. I have one correction from last week. Oh yes, let's. Be it is a Game of Thrones correction. I said the, the Mad, Mad King. King. Yep. And I said we we talked about it and we're like oh, and then we said oh no it was Cersei's father no 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 
Cersei's father was um, Tywin Lannister. Oh, that's right. It was her it husband. Was, no. Her husband was the one who got impaled by a boar and just yeah, died. Yeah, but I thought she was also married to the Mad King. Was no. She not? Oh, okay. The Mad King was Daenerys' father. Oh, yes. And, and Jamie killed yes. him because he was going to burn the city. Yes, with the dragons. Yes, yeah. I remember. I remember. So he was the Mad King. Yes. That was my only correction. Yeah. I was shocked we did. Oh, that. God, how stupid of us. I know. So it was a Targaryen. It was, his name was like a- uh, Aeon or something. I don't know. But I, wrote, I remember... I, I remember... So that it's funny because, um, like, I love Lord of the Rings, love Star Wars, love Harry Potter. Like, those are like my three staples. Yeah. I love Game of Thrones, but I don't know it as intimately. Mm-hmm. Like, I've only ever watched the series in its entirety once. Same. I watched the first three seasons, fell off the bandwagon. Yep. And then when I was ready to get back on the bandwagon, I couldn't remember anything, and I had to watch the first three seasons again. I watched the first three episodes. Right probably seven times before i made it past them right it's it's like i say that to everybody watching it it's, it's a bit really of a difficult to get through yeah uh, but once you once that ball starts rolling like it picks up momentum it does pick up momentum. but i think part of the problem is it's like 53 minute episodes yeah it's and not you have to we're like, accustomed to a 44 like an hour yeah. an hour show is usually 44 minutes or something or yep. 46 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That extra 10 is, feels like a lot. It does, especially if it's it's a slow moving. Like, you could have a full episode of just... Um, um, dialogue? Dialogue. It's a word you don't... It's a word you hate. Um, moist? <laughs> you have a full episode of just moist. Moisture. Uh, um, uh, exposition. Exposition! <laughs> yeah. Expose. Expose. Expose is the one I hate. I'm a mine exposition. Yeah. Um, King Aerys yeah. Targaryen was his name. Oh, well done. You go- yeah. you Googled it, did you? No, I had it written down. You had it written in. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so, shall we actually dive in? We and better, And do some Jeff. explaining? Or it's going to be season three by the time we're done. <laughs> listen, I don't mind. This is the season finale. Give you guys something to listen to for the next X amount of weeks until we actually get back. Um, what? After you. Oh, I thought you were about to say something. Just, I love you, man. I love you too, buddy. <laughs> Uh, so, the topic that I'm going to explain for you, my friend, uh, it, it, in my eyes, it kind of encompassed a lot of what we were talking about throughout season two. Okay. Yeah. So, like, we had an episode on dinosaurs. We had an episode on volcanoes, the atmosphere, our planet. We did a lot of historical things. This has all been a lot of, like, season two-esque kind yes. of things. And I think, I think season two has been a bit bleak. Not in a negative way. Like morbidity. Morbidity. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 I agree. Much more so than season one. Yep. I mean, season two now we did talk about, like, actually, Free Britney is still not a very, like, positive Free topic. Free Britney was, was one. Was what? Was season one. Are you sure? Yeah. It was, like, episode 14 or something. Oh, okay. The um, Kardashians. Was that season two? I think so. Holy shit. Um, but, yeah, Maybe. no, it's, uh, and I don't, I, I like some morbid stuff. Like, I like true crime a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's just where we are right now as a people. I mean, Interesting well, maybe? observation. Like, yeah. I wonder if the people listening are also like, yeah, this is where I'm at, though. This is what I need. I need to learn about these things. Yeah. Maybe. Who's, maybe. To, say? Who's to say? Um, yeah. But I think it's important to learn them. Otherwise, we ignore it. Go on. Evan just tosses beer all over the place. I didn't toss me cookies. Hey, hey, yo. So I'm going to talk about uh, the history and then the extinction of our dearest friends, the dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Harrison's going to love this. He is. Well, yeah. he's not going to like it because his favorite thing is the T-Rex, and he doesn't want to know that it no longer exists. <laughs> yes, Does he know that they don't exist? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling him that, 
But there's a little part of him that still thinks maybe. Yeah. So yesterday I told him a bold-faced lie. We were at the lookout <laughs> at Middle Cove, and he really wanted to go to the... He could see the beach in the lookout. You know the lookout that I'm talking about on the top of the hill there? Yep. There's like a little, like, those weird binocular things. I know you exactly what you're talking about. Yep, 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 yep. And he could see the beach. He's like, we gotta go to the beach. He's like, no, we can't. Look over there. Look at the... See the orange rocks over there? It's like like weird, like, mold or whatever on the rock. Sure. It's like, there's, there's a cave over there. He's like, oh. And I was like, yeah, there's a cave over there. I was like, and that cave is... A Chronosaurus used to live in the cave because he loves <laughs> Chronosaurus. We gotta remember to bleep that. I was gonna say because yeah, that, that so came really easily. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, he he's uh, like Quonosaurus. Can we go see him? I was like, no, 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 no. Used to live there. Yeah. Like, no dinosaurs are here today. But he's a long dead. Yeah, but a Quonosaurus used to live there. It's like I'm covering a lie with a lie. Not really. You're covering the lie with the truth. No Quonosaurus lived in a cave that doesn't exist over Middle Cove. No, but you're you, well, maybe, you maybe. specify used. He used to live there. Like he could have maybe, could like have maybe seventy five million years. Yeah, he ago. could have maybe. You're right. Yeah, could have maybe. Yeah. You know why let the truth get in the way of a good story? Fact. Honestly, why he'll learn that one day. He'll learn that one day. Yeah, he will, and he will perfect it as always. Like he's already that way. Well, I mean, kids just have an imagination. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the same. No. So let's dive in, shall we? Please. Okay, so obviously we have discovered over the last, you know, two seasons or so that uh, many... <laughs> 20 million years. Yeah, uh, many different things about our Earth, its history, different civilizations, different historical figures, but one thing stays consistent, mm-hmm. is that we are all guests on this Mother Earth. On <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't even have mother written in. That would have been I great. On this amazing earth. And I was like, no, on this mother earth. <laughs> I channeled something that's just not me. Yeah, you did. I went there. Uh, so each time we travel back, we learn and revisit significant events that have given us clues and insights into our past and provide us the tools to discover and hopefully predict our future. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we talked about in a recent episode about our atmosphere, season two, episode 24, Humiliarity, um, there are so many moving <laughs> Why parts. Why did you say that like that? Humiliarity. Because it's not a... F- you said humil. No, that's just an accident. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doubling back, though. Well, I just I was like, is that how he was saying Humiliarity. That Humiliarity. Uh, there are so many moving parts that make life on Earth possible. Mm-hmm. With a, harmon- a harmonious balance, our planet maintains equilibrium and provides us with the resources to survive. Right. Right. So we have been hearing over and over for the last, we'll say, arguably 30-ish years or more about the importance of protecting our planet. Right. The significance of reducing carbon emissions and keeping a close eye on our climate and its current changes, which I think we've already decided we're going to do full topic on, like, greenhouse gases and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but one thing to note is that our planet has been experiencing cyclical changes since its beginning. Right. Um, with each change in the cycle, we see many different changes in our ecosystem and the life that follows it. We did ice ages, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our earth has four recognizable eons, which first, first off, I thought eon was like a made up thing. Kids in like junior high say, man, that was like eons ago. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, that was something that like middle-aged Newfoundland women used to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. those are eons ago. Yeah. It's been eons since we've had scallop potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's been a week, Janice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have them every Sunday. Fish and scallop potatoes. Um, but there are four recognizable eons. <laughs> yes, you're, you're a hot mess, man. <laughs> I've been spilling his beer everywhere. <laughs> When the cat's away, the beer will go anywhere. Oh, 
what? I don't know. I'm just at your house. I don't care about making a mess. Also, sure. I need another one. So, do you want to take a break now? I mean, I need to get another one. Well, let's let's get through a little bit of my topic first. Or do you need? But a- can we just take like a break that isn't a break that anyone else knows about? Sure. Okay. Great. Okay, so as I was trying to say... Go on. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Our Earth has four recognizable eons, okay? There is the Hayden Eon. They have names? They do. Okay. Uh, Which began with the formation of our Earth around 4.6 billion years ago, and the eon ended at 4 billion years ago so it was about 0.6 of a billion year uh the term was coined after the greek mythical underworld hades oh by american geologist preston cloud originally to label the period before the earliest known rocks on earth it was like it was depicted as like fire and explosions it was like right oh, when the earth was created was erupting, like it was just water and eruptions and it was just like a hot mess of like chemicals and the earth wasn't stabilized yet okay um the archean is next uh the eon is the second of earth's geologic eons representing the time from 4000 to 2500 million years ago in this time the earth's crust had cooled enough for continents to form and the earliest known life to start Okay. Life was simple throughout the Archean, mostly represented by shallow water microbial mats, and the atmosphere lacked free oxygen. Okay. Okay. The next one, the Proterozoic, spans the time interval from 2,500 to 540 million years ago. It is the longest eon of the Earth's geologic timescale. The uh, Proterozoic covers the time from the appearance of oxygen in our atmosphere um, to just before the proliferation of complex life, such as trilobites and the corals. Um, So still just like microbes. Just like, yeah, not a whole lot happening. Then there's the Phanerozoic Eon, uh, which is our current geologic still in it eon yep and the one during which abundant animal and plant life has existed okay it covers 541 million years ago yep to present day and it began with the cambrian the cambrian sorry period when animals first developed hard shells preserved in the fossil record okay okay so within the phenozoic phenozoic eon sorry we have different sort of denominations so each one of these eons gets subdivided into smaller eras okay okay uh that further elaborate and define significant moments in our earth's development and the evolution of life right with each eon and era we are introduced to new life and new events that lead to that life each era also comes with some negative things. Okay. As well. Doesn't it everything? Uh, like, yeah. Like earlier mentioned, the Earth experienced cyclical events, but also some cataclysmic events as well. Uh, these also define the eras and determine life on our planet. Most of these eras are defined by cataclysmic events. So we talked about specific ones in, for instance, season two, episode 21. It kills your sister and it's hard to shovel. <laughs> we talk about volcanoes yeah um we have seen some drastic casualties due to these cataclysmic events but one of which that has been discussed and studied the most would have been the extinction of the dinosaurs indeed like previously previously discussed in season two episode two in the bay of purple nurples we know what we know about dinosaurs through the various sciences and let's honestly let's call them art 
of archaeology, biology, and paleontology. Right. And the study of the fossils and rocks and all that kind of fun stuff. In our most recent eon, which is what we're in now, the Phanozoic, or Phanerozoic, that's a weird word, uh, one of its eras, the Mesozoic era, is where, or most so when, our good friends, the dinosaurs, evolved, and also where they met their unfortunate end. So is like Jurassic, prehistoric, those are all eras? Yep. So those are all eras within certain times. Okay. So prehistoric is kind of like not really an era. Do you know what I mean? It's before we started documenting documenting history. history. Yeah. So people are like, oh yeah, prehistoric creatures. It's like, okay, calm down. There were no people around and therefore it was prehistoric. Exactly. So the eon is the uh, Phanerozoic. The era is the Mesozoic. And then we have what they call... I have hiccups. I'm really trying to get away from... You're really... You're struggling, old man. I'm trying to get away from the mic when I hiccup, but just to put it out there in the world. If you hear weird sounds, that's what it is. I'm very engaged. Please proceed. Great. Um, So the Mesozoic era, which is what we're talking about, is divided again into three sections. The Triassic period, or Triassic period, the Jurassic period, and the Cretaceous period. Cretaceous. Oh, wait. Wait. (laughs) What is it? Cretaceous. Not crustaceous. No. C-R-E-T-A-C-E-O-U-S. Okay. Cretaceous. Because you may always like, like crustaceans, like a the clam. The seaweed <laughs> is always greener. <laughs> yeah. Um, each one leading to more and more developments in the dinosaur evolution and providing more details into their existence, their way of life, and their untimely extinction. So dinosaurs exist in all three of those. Yeah. Okay. So the Triassic period is the first and shortest period of the Mesozoic era. Both the start and the end of this period are marked by major extinction events. Mm-hmm. The Triassic period is subdivided into three, uh, also subsections, early, middle, and late, which is stupid. Sure. The Triassic began... It has something to put in the, in the uh, what do you call it? table of contents. Yeah, table of contents, just, just, just to get there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Triassic began in the wake of the Permian-Triassic extinction event which left the Earth's biosphere impoverished. Um, It was well into the middle of the Triassic before life recovered its former diversity. So pre-Triassic, there was life and animals. They just weren't dinosaurs. Yeah, but there was a massive extinction event. Okay. And it was only until the middle of the Triassic uh, era where life started to diversify again. Do we... Gentle Jesus. Do we know what the massive extinction event was? Uh, I did read about it. I didn't add it okay. into the content. It was like... Meteor, volcano, ice age, something like that. Exactly. Okay. Like w- the cyclical changes that we saw. Yeah. Right? Um, a specialized subgroup of archos- uh, no. archosaurs... But I don't know. A specialized subgroup of archosaurs called dinosaurs first appeared in the late Triassic period, but did not actually become dominant in the Earth until the succeeding Jurassic period. The I've tr- never heard of an archosaur. I think it's just a type of species. Like a granddaddy of the dinosaurs. Yeah, or like a subform of a dinosaur. Okay. Um, so the Triassic period spanned about 50 million years, and it went from 251 million years to roughly 201 million years ago. Okay. So move on to the Jurassic period. Okay. Constitutes the middle period of the Mesozoic era and is named after the Jura Mountains, where limestone strata from the period were first identified. The start of the Jurassic was marked by the major Triassic, Triassic, sorry, Jurassic extinction event, 
another extinction event caused okay. everything to, to die off and then come back. Right. Um, associated with the eruption of the Central Atlantic Magmatic Province, which is just a massive volcano. The beginning of the Torsian stage started around 183 million years ago and is marked by an extinction event associated with widespread oceanic and anoxia, ocean acidification, and elevated the temperatures likely caused by the eruption of the Karu-Ferrar large uh, igneous provinces. Great. Yeah. The end of the Jurassic, however, has no clear boundary uh, with the uh, Cretaceous, and its only boundary is between geological periods to remain formally undefined. It ran between 201 to 145 million years ago. Okay. And then we get into the interesting time, which is the Cretaceous period. Um, Cretaceous. C-R-E-T-A-C-E-O-U-S. Cretaceous. I think I've always heard it as Cretaceous, yeah. Cretaceous period. Yeah. Um, which was a period with a relatively warm climate, resulting in high eustatic sea levels that created numerous shallow inland seas. Uh, these, o- these oceans and seas were populated with non-extinct marine reptiles, uh, ammonites, and rudists. While Is ammonite a Pokemon? Yeah. Okay. They're also a real-life species. Sure. So wild dinosaurs continue to dominate on land as well. The world was ice-free. Forests extended to the poles. Uh, During this time, new groups of mammals and birds also appeared. During the early Cretaceous, flowering plants appeared and began to rapidly diversify, becoming the dominant group of plants across the Earth. The Cretaceous ended with the Cretaceous-Paleogene extinction event a large mass extinction in which many groups, including non-avian dinosaurs, uh, the pterosaurs, and large marine reptiles died out. The end of the Cretaceous is defined by the abrupt Cretaceous-Paleogene boundary. So they they call it K-PG. That's a a short way of abbreviating uh, Cretaceous-Paleogene. Even though Cretaceous begins with a C, it begins with a K. KPG, sure. don't ask. They, they went with like the phonetics spell. Sure. Um, uh, geologic signature. So, so sorry. Uh, it is defined very specifically geologically as something called the KPG boundary. Okay. And it's a geological signature associated with a mass extinction that, la- the, sorry, that lies be- between the Mesozoic and the Cenozoic eras. So it's between. I haven't hun- heard about the Cenozoic. Oh, wait. Within the Mesozoic is the Triassic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous. Cretaceous. And so the Mesozoic era ends. I understand. When the Cretaceous ends. And then we go into what we are in now, which is the Cenozoic era. Okay. And that goes from 66 million years ago to today. Right. Right? Um, But the the era of the Cenozoic... Cretaceous is 146 million to 66 million years. Okay. Okay. Um, so the significance of understanding all of these eras and eons and kind of all, everything that I just explained is to try and grasp the notion that Earth has been through quite the evolution. Earth is tired. And it's been through so many cycles of life. We have experienced many extinction events, each one having similarities to the previous one. Cyclically, life finds a way to start anew. And through natural selection, those who were able to to adapt to the newly changed conditions thrived, reproduced, and evolved. Right. 
right? Um, so certain elements of life, it, it was a mass extinction, but everything didn't die. Like it didn't start back at the um, nothingness. No, at, at the things that live in the sea, like the amoebas or whatever. Not amoebas, but you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. No, not every time. Right. Certain things were like, I got this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was that was the most important thing that I gathered was like, oh okay, so like I thought that it was everything was hunky dory, everything just evolved. Yeah. And then we got to the dinosaurs, and then this massive extinction event happened, and then it was like we just started anew. It's like right. no, this has happened many times. Each time there was an eon, yeah. And each eon had about six eras. Each era was separated by some form of extinction event, right? right? So it's like it's very cyclical, right? So let's talk about the extinction event. Okay. The biggest thing to note about this is that we do not know exactly what happened. For the this is the extinction event for the Mesozoic era. For the Mesozoic era, but most specifically the Cretaceous Paleogene extinction. Okay. So this is the dinosaurs. Right. In the Mesozoic era. So they the dinosaurs started in the Jurassic. Nope. Triassic. Oh, there were dinosaurs in the Triassic. In the Triassic, but they didn't dominate land until the Jurassic. Okay. And then they went through the Jurassic, they went through the Cretaceous, but at the end of the Cretaceous Paleogenic, extinction, gone. Check, please. Check, please. Um, yeah, so we, the biggest thing is that we don't actually know what happened, for certain. Right? There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Uh, but the only thing that we do know for certain is that it happened. There's a very defined moment, roughly around 66 million years ago, yep. that dinosaurs no longer walk the planet. It was a very distinct moment. Right. Right. Um, so the Cretaceous Paleogene, the KPG extinction event, was a sudden mass extinction of three quarters of the planet. So about 75% of all of life on the Earth. Um, so all plants and animals specific, approximately 66 million years ago. With the exception of some ecothermic species, such as sea turtles, crocodilians, there were no tetrapods weighing more than 55 pounds that survived. What is a tetrapod? Tetrapod is what we now understand as like a common mammal. So like a face going one way, backbone facing the other way, limbs forward, okay. arms, legs, that kind right. of design. Okay. Like if you think of like a dinosaur, face is going one way, backbone's the other way, arms and legs. Do you know what I mean? Like it has yeah. a forward facing thing, whereas yes. a lot of reptiles, birds, sea creatures, they don't follow that same thing. Okay. Yeah. Tetrapod. Tetrapod. Great. Uh, so nothing weighing more than 55 pounds survived. Okay. In the geologic record, the KPG event is marked by a thin layer of sediment called the KPG boundary, which can be found throughout the world in marine and terrestrial rocks. So if you actually dig down low enough, I think it was like 791 meters or miles or something, you dig down to the ground, there's a specific layer in the rock, and they call that the KPG boundary. It's a very specific layer in the rock where they can see this cataclysmic event that happened 66 And everything months. above that happened since? Since that, yes. And everything below it happened in different eras. It's a very distinct... What? That's so how they that, know they... these things. We talked about this in, in, in the episode of Dinosaurs about fossils and stuff. <sighs> that what they do that, is... Though. It's like, the, like physically the earth... Shows it, yes. No, well, not even that. But like the, the earth was lower. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like I understand what you're what you're saying, but like that's yes. If we had and, to dig down that far. That yeah. was where like ground level was. I think so, but also like things sink as well. Things go down under, and then there's mud and rain and sand and stuff, and stuff builds up. And 
okay. things die. When things die, they create new levels. And when other things die, it creates levels on top right. of that. After millions of years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, that's a great observation. I never thought of it that way. Like, we dig down. The further we go down, we see further in history. But it's right. kind of like, does that mean we gain new layers every time? Right. But I guess the answer is yes. I guess so. A mask can neither be created or destroyed. So it's got to go somewhere. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, yeah. So there's a very noticeable part in geology where you can see the K- KPG boundary. Um, the boundary clay shows unusually high levels of the metal iridium. Okay. Beridium? Iridium, I-R-I-D-I-U-M, which is more common in asteroids than in the Earth's crust. Ooh. One of the most well-known theories is the Alvarez hypothesis, named after the father and son duo Lewis and Walter Alvarez. In 1980, these two uh, scientists proposed the notion that a meteor the size of a mountain slammed into Earth, filling the atmosphere with gas, dust, and debris that drastically altered our climate. Right. The vast amount of iridium led the Alvarezes to conclude that the mass extinction was caused by an extraterrestrial object. The theory gained even more steam when scientists were able to link the extinction event to a huge impact crater along the coast of the Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. Okay. There's still a crater there now? Yeah, and that's where they think the the meteor hit, or the asteroid hit. At about 93 miles wide... The Chicxulub crater seems to be the right size and age to account for the dino die-off. Interesting. In 2016, scientists drilled a rock core inside the underwater part of the Chicxulub, pulling up a sample stretching deep beneath the seabed. This rare peak inside the guts of the crater showed that the impact would have been powerful enough to send deadly amounts of vaporized rock and gases into our atmosphere, and that the effects would have persisted for years. In 2019, paleontologists digging into North Dakota found a treasure trove of fossils extremely close to the KPG boundary, essentially capturing the remains of an entire ecosystem that existed shortly before the mass extinction. Tellingly, the fossil-bearing layers contain loads of tiny glass bits called tektites, likely blobs of melted rock kicked up by the impact that solidified in the atmosphere and then rained down over Earth. The asteroid hit at such a high velocity and effectively it vaporized. It made a huge crater, so in the immediate area that was total devastation, there was total devastation. Right. Okay. A huge blast wave and heat wave went out and it threw uh, vast amounts of material up into the atmosphere. The Chicxulub impact caused a global catastrophe. Some of the phenomena were brief occurrences immediately following the impact, but there was also long-term geochemical and climatic disruptions that devastated the ecology. The entry of the chemicals into Earth's atmosphere would include a brief, hours long, but intense pulse of infrared radiation, cooking exposed organisms. Just cooking! Co- just cooking them. This would also include and, st- and would also start global firestorms. Things would just catch fire. Firestorm. Just things would just catch fire. Um, this uh, is also what they talk about in uh, there's a big controversy of the, excuse me, the um, 
there's these like firestorm debates in the in the era and people are saying that whether or not the firestorms came from this asteroid or not is this huge thing um but there is a paper in 2013 by prominent modeler of nuclear winter who suggested that based on the amount of soot in the global debris layer the entire terrestrial biosphere might have burned implying a global soot cloud blocking out the sun and creating an impact winter effect that's insane insane aside from the hypothesized fire and or the impact winter effects the impact would have created a dust cloud that blocks sunlight for up to a year inhibiting photosynthesis the asteroid hit an area of carbonate rock containing a large amount of combustible hydrocarbons and sulfur much of which vaporized thereby injecting sulfuric acid aerosols into the stratosphere which might have reduced sunlight again reaching the Earth's surface by more than 50% and would have caused acid rain. The, reside, the resulting sorry, at acidification of the oceans would kill many organisms that grow shells of calcium carbonate. The sea surface temperature dropped as much as 7 degrees uh, for decades after the impact. It would take at least 10 years for such aerosols to dissipate and would account for the extinction of plants, uh, phytoplankton, and subsequently herbivores and their predators. That's, an, I mean, you take one thing out of an ecosystem, and yeah. you screw it entirely. Exactly. So you take 20 things out, and you're like, okay, let's just all buckle down. It's going to be a rough winter. Yep. So, like you said, like dominoes, this trailed up the, up the food chain, so causing the ecosystem to completely collapse. Yeah. The reduction in plant life had a huge impact on herbivores and their ability to survive, which in turn meant that carnivores would have suffered from having less food available as well. Right. Breeding seasons would also have been shortened a lot, and conditions for young ones would be harsher. All living things would have been affected in some way, both on land and in the ocean. Wild. So there's also a lot of discussion over the actual killing mechanism. Of what killed the dinosaurs. Right. And how long that period actually lasted. There are a lot of unknowns still. Uh, there, are, there are, though, other theories of how the mass extinction event actually occurred. Okay. For instance, some people believe in the natural climate change. For two million years, there was a huge amount of volcanic activity going on, spewing gases into the atmosphere and having a major impact on the global climate. Right. There were also longer-term changes. The continents were drifting around and splitting apart from each other, which we know continental drift, which created larger and bigger oceans and larger gaps between land masses, um, which obviously changed the ocean and the atmospheric patterns around the world. This had a strong effect on the climate as well and vegetation. Similarly, the cascading effects of the climate change would affect the food chain and how species would survive and eat. Right. So let's dive into the volcanoes a bit. Okay. So the Deccan traps. Remember those, the Deccan traps? We talked about them in the episode on volcanoes. Mm, retention, not my strong point. Sure. When I think so, De Deccan, I think um, when we did, I think it was episode one, season one, a Deccan was how the Egyptians measured time oh, or something. There was something to do with Deccans. Maybe. I can't remember that far. I mean, there was, but I don't remember exactly what the detail was. Sure. Um, but the Deccan Traps we talked about during the last episode. Everyone go listen to it, and Evan, go back and revisit it. I won't, but um, go on. Great. Um, so the Deccan Traps also seem to match nicely 
in time with the end of the Cretaceous period, um, with massive outpourings of lava spewing forth between 60 and 65 million years ago. So today, the resulting volcanic rock covers nearly 200,000 square miles in layers uh, that are in places more than 6,000 feet thick. Such a vast eruptive event would have choked the skies with carbon dioxide and other gases that would have drastically and dramatically changed the Earth's climate. Did you say 6,000 feet thick of volcanic um, yep. matter? Yep. Way, I guess That's what I said. <clears throat> That's insane. Yep. Proponents of this theory point to multiple clues that suggest volcanism is a better fit. For one, some studies show that Earth's temperature was changing even before the proposed impact event. Other research has found evidence of mass die-offs in specific species much earlier than 66 million years ago. Right. With some signs that dinosaurs in particular were already in a slow decline in the late Cretaceous period. Increasingly, scientists trying to unravel this prehistoric mystery are seeing room for a combination of these ideas. It's possible the dinosaurs were unluckily, sorry, were the unlucky recipients of a geologic one-two punch with <laughs> volcanism weakening ecosystems enough to make them vulnerable to an incoming meteor. But that notion depends on a lot more precise dating of the Deccan traps, and it also will require much more specific dating of the Chicxulub crater. Right. In 2019, two independent studies looked at geochemical clues from the Deccan traps lava and came to slightly different conclusions, with one paper suggesting the volcanoes played a supporting role in the dinosaurs' demise, but causing pre-impact declines. And the other saying the eruptions came after the impact event and may have played only a small role in ushering along their end. They can't be exactly precise on what came first. Right. It must be very exciting, though, to be a part of that team. It must be monotonous, boring, but exciting only when you find the answer. Well, yeah, like let's drill down into this giant crater that we think might have been the asteroid that destroyed the world. But literally study rocks and look at differences in rocks. And then you're like, hey, John, I, I think this rock is a little shinier than the other. Oh, yeah. Could be the one we're looking for. Could be the rock we're looking for. But it also for. could be any of the other rocks on the Earth, which is vast and impossible to all check. Do you know what I mean? Imagine going out in your backyard and studying the different rocks that are back there. Yeah. Go on. Okay. So radiometric dating of volcanic ash beds in Montana and Haiti, located near geological evidence of the asteroid impact, suggests that mass extinction only took 32,000 years. A similar study of another mass extinction triggered by volcanic eruptions at the end of the Triassic period suggests it lasted less than 5,000 years. So It's so weird to think about it in that term. Because like when, you, when you think of like a movie that is like, you know, the oh, the one I think of most is... Um, Greenland. Have you seen Greenland? I have not. Oh, Evan. You changed your pronunciation of that. I know. Sense. I went Greenland and I went Greenland. Uh, no, I, was thinking, I think it's called Deep Impact. She said. Is, is it maybe there's an asteroid? I can't remember. Anyway, but like, is it Jodie Foster? There's some actress and yeah, her dad yeah, yeah. are sitting on the beach and then like, that's the end of the movie and the... the Whatever it is hits, and then I guess it's an asteroid, and then the tidal wave is coming. That's like it's such an immediate thing. Like I always think, like okay, it happened, 
and everything was wiped out immediately. Yep. But I think it happened, the mass extinction event happened over the course of 32,000 years? Yep. It's like, how was that an extinction event? I know, it's crazy. So despite the fact that all of these extinction events were caused by different things, the ecosystem collapse happened very quickly. So whatever the causes of the extinctions may be, and it looks like there were very different causes for some of them, the biosphere may collapse in very similar ways once it gets beyond a tipping point. Right. Um, there is strong evidence that the cause of the KPG mass extinction is an interwoven matrix of multiple events over a confined geologic time span that stresses the global environment. This was climaxed by a series of massive extraterrestrial impacts. Right. So understanding the conditions leading up to, within, and after a mass extinction event may help us to hopefully avoid human-induced ecosystem collapses in the future. You don't want to start a mass extinction because once you start a mass extinction, the prognosis is pretty grim. I'll say. <laughs> I'll say. Good. Dude. I don't know what to do. We'll figure it out. But so like some common takeaways from this, like you said, like the fact that like when you when you first think of or when you de- like when you see pictures or depictions of uh, the dinosaurs dying and everyone goes, it was an asteroid or a meteor that hit the earth. What's the they- difference, by, by the way? A mass asteroid or meteorite? Yeah. I think it depends on. Or a meteor on- or a meteorite. Meteorite is just smaller than a meteor. Maybe. Yeah, I think I so. I think. But what's the difference between an I asteroid? think it, it depends on where the where it comes from. Like a meteor is just a rock that's just flying through space. An asteroid comes from an asteroid belt or an asteroid field that breaks off from the field. And see, I think it's one of those things where it's like once it comes into the Earth's surface, the definition of it, like the, the name of it, excuse me, changes. <laughs> oh, so it's an asteroid in space, but once it comes into our atmosphere, it's a meteor. I think so. Oh, that, that's also very... Right. That's a good point. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I think it might be that. And then meteor versus meteorite is just the size. Yeah. But it's an ass. Like it's an. Or like American versus the English version. Well, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. How do you spell color? Yeah. Or favorite? Theater. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So yeah, I think I think like when people think of that event, they think of like like you said, like Deep Impact or Greenland, where it hits the Earth, and it's the the actual impact of it hitting the earth that causes everything to die. Like everything just explodes or bursts into flames. Mm-hmm. It's like, have you, you haven't seen it. So I already know this, but the new Jurassic world, you know, I haven't. That's why I said it. Um, but there's a very specific scene in it where a volcano erupts and you just watch all these dinosaurs die. And you're right. like, Oh, like this must've been what it was like. They just all died because of this. It's like, no, the climate was changing. And the meteor or the asteroid hit, and it changed the climate so drastically that over 32,000, between 5,000 and 32,000 years, things could not adapt and survive, and they died off. But when we are looking at the geological history in the rock and the fossils, the difference between 32,000 years and 66 million years is so insignificant that we're like, oh, yeah. An asteroid hit and they all died. And here's the moment where they all died. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's so insignificant yes, right. to the timeline. Yeah. But for us, 32,000 years, we're like, holy crap. Yeah. But think about it this way. We could have already had our extinction event. It could have been the Industrial Revolution. 
the moment, like, let's just say, like, 30 million years from now, the newest civilization of humans or whatever species yeah. live on this earth look back at this eon and era and say, yeah. this civilization of human beings died at this extinction event. It was called the Industrial Revolution. Right. But realistically, we as humans may not become extinct for another 32,000 years. Right. But it was the cause of the industrial revolution that caused the greenhouse gas, that caused the climate, that caused the ice age. Right. We, we could it not adapt. It took forever, but still. But it, still, it that was the was, event. That's the, like, that's the scale right. to yeah. it. That the asteroid hit, whoop-dee-dee. Yes, call it an event. It but killed, it's, it's not an instantaneous situation. It killed everything around it the same way the Hiroshima bomb killed everything yes. around it. Yeah. The rest of the world still... I'm sure reap some of the effects of it, but the worldwide extinction yeah. didn't occur until right. up to 32,000 years. Anyways, bleak as it is, there are your dinosaurs, and that's how maybe they became extinct. Maybe. Maybe. Well, ladies and a few gentlemen, hmm. enjoy your break and get ready, because when we come back, we're sticking with the bleak. <laughs> yeah, we're hanging it's, on. It's not getting up from here. No. No. So enjoy your break, grab a beer, and we'll see you in a minute. Hey guys, it's Pete from Pete and with Violet. I don't know if I can love again. And you can listen to my music now on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, wherever you stream your tunes. Follow Petey Mac D on Instagram to stay up to date with all our news, like my upcoming lullaby album, or with Violet's new summer box. That's Pete, because I don't bring stuff. Or with Violet. What can I give you what you're asking for? Wherever you stream your music now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. More specifically, welcome back from this amazing break. We hope you grabbed a alcoholic beverage, because we did. I feel like most of you listen while you're driving, so I hope you did not grab an alcoholic beverage. You know what? I would like to know st- statistically... Who listens to us, like, in the morning when they go for a walk or, like, in between, like, you know, a gym or, like, they're taking the bus or right. they're going for a walk or a car ride. or I don't like think anybody listens. Like, they just sit down and have a drink and listen to a podcast. When was the last time you did that? I do it all the time. So they don't have a drink and listen to the podcast? Not exclusively, but I, like, in the evening, say, like, I'm by myself or, like, I got to you know, whatever, I'll be home, I'll turn on a podcast or an audiobook, yeah. maybe have a glass of wine, grab a beer, and like, do the dishes, do the laundry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know While I mean? you're doing a chore, for sure. I won't exclusively sit down sick. and do, I won't stare at a wall, listen to a podcast no. with a glass of wine. Right. No. Uh, great news, my hiccups are gone. So, feeling fresh, feeling fine. We exercised them. <laughs> we sure did. I'm Father talk- Paul came and got rid of them. <laughs> I called him in special. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk to you all about the Black Death. The Black Death? Black Spot. Mm, don't know. You ever seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Yes, more than once. Yeah. So, uh, mm, it was the second one. Yes, it was the second one. The, the- other one with um, Davy Jones? Yep. Mm. Um... So he, they call it the black spot, and the black spot is when Davy Jones uh, was coming for you, and that's how you knew that he was oh, coming for you. Yeah, you got right. a black spot in the middle of your palm, right? And if you saw the black spot, you went <gasps> black spot, and you spit in your hand, and you ran around yourself three times. How does one run around themselves? You stand up and you run in a circle three times. Okay, well you're not running around yourself then, are you? Well, what are you running around then? The spot where you were standing. So you're running around yourself. Mm. You're talking about the Black Death. <laughs> no, wait. 
1346. Mongolia. An outbreak of an unknown disease occurs in the Mongol capital of Surai. Mongol king Yanaburg and his army travel to the near- nearby city of Tana, as it has been reported there are Italians in the area causing some problems. Aren't they always? Aren't they all? Yeah. I didn't want to have well, to say it. But. <laughs> well, in the nearby city of Tana, a brawl breaks out between Italian merchants and a group of Muslims. One of the Muslims is killed, and the Italians flee by sea to the Kaffa, or to Kaffa. Yenneberg's army follow on land. And then have to take boats, apparently, which is quicker. Mm-hmm. Once the army arrives in Kaffa, they lay siege for a year. But while sieging, maybe? Sieging, sure. sure. Outside the city... They are stricken with an outbreak. The army catapults the infected bodies of the dead over city walls, infecting those inside the city of Dude, Kaffa. Dude, you stop that. Honest to God. It was the first biochemical, case of biochemical warfare. warfare. Yeah. Yep. By May of 1397, both sides in the siege are decimated, and any survivors. It can't be 1397. It must be 1347. Yeah. Both sides in the siege are decimated, and any survivors escape by sea leaving the streets of Kaffa covered in corpses. Dude. One fleeing ship arrives in Constantinople. Within months, Constantinople loses 90% of its population. October of uh, 1347, I want to say 19, every time, 1347, 12 ships dropped anchor at a Sicilian port. As the people um, approached the ship, they were met with a horrible sight. Almost everyone on board was dead. Those who weren't were barely alive, and all of them had black boils that dripped blood and pus. Ugh. Honestly, they all woke up and were like, it was just a nightmare. I can't imagine that was real. Black boils everywhere. It was real. I would treat that like the spider principle. Like, light it up. Burn the house down. Yep. yep. Move somewhere else. Yep. Um, so after pinching themselves a few times, like, okay, this is real life, the Sicilian authorities demanded the ship set sail without anyone getting off. Obviously, but it was too late. The damage had been done. The Black Death was now in Europe. Half of the population of Sicily is killed. And the fleeing residents spread the virus to mainland Italy, where one-third of the population is dead by the following summer, in the country of Italy. By November, it spread to France, brought by another ship who left from Caffa, docking in Marseille. January 1348, a new strain enters Europe, where another Caffin ship docks in Genoa, the locals attack the ship and drive it away. They're like, nope, no more foreign ships. No. But those fighting have already become infected. So now they're facing a second strain while still battling the first. Relatable? I think so. Hmm. The virus quickly heads east in the Persian Empire and through Greece, Bulgaria, Rome, uh, Romania, Poland, Egypt, and Cyprus, which is hit with an earthquake and a tidal wave at the same time. Great. Poor old Cyprus. Um, I mean, those people must think, like, God is raining down upon us. We're all meant to be dead. We've done something wrong. Yep. How else would you even fathom that information? Well, you can't. It literally happened back in Egypt. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Uh, Venice is the first to have an organized response. Committees and establishments are ordering the inspection of ships, and um, they shut down taverns. They restrict wine from unknown sources. Yep. And have personal um, personnel rather travel through the canal on gondolas, um, shouting instructions on how to dispose of bodies. Just going down the gondolas. The plague kills sixty percent of the Venetian population. And in every city decimated by the plague, people flee. 
unknowingly spreading the virus further and further every time they leave because they've all got it. Yeah, they need a Janice Fitzgerald now to, to hold her hand. They do indeed. Everyone is looking for answers of how and why this is happening. King Edward III of England blames the plague on garbage and human excrement piled up on London streets and in the Thames River. He's wrong, but it's not a bad guess. Like, if sure. there's shit piling in your streets, probably a bad idea, probably infections. Blame the shit. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly better than the guess of the anti-Semites who start popping up all over Europe. A rumor begins to spread that Jews have caused the plague by poisoning wells. Great. This is in the th- late 1300s. The murder of Jews starts to occur, occur all around Europe. A group of religious fanatics known as flagellants appear in <laughs> Germany. Not like farts. Yeah, I know. Uh, not flaculence, but it is similar. Uh, they appear in Germany. Um, these are groups of men ranging from 50 to 500 who are hooded and half naked. So like a hoodie, like but no pants? No like pants ho- or pants. They're hooded, but they're half naked. So if they're hooded, yeah. they must just not be wearing pants. No pants stands. That's it's, weird, buddy. Say? Covering their head, but not covering their heads. Ooh, hey, yo. <laughs> they march, sing, and thrash themselves until swollen and bloody. It's something the Italian monks used to do during a pandemic, and they're bringing it back. (laughs) Um, These are the guys who are in favor of anti-Semitism. Jewish communities throughout Germany and France are completely annihilated, not by the plague, but by mass murder. Which is not something I thought was part of this, but it is. Could not go into it. King Kashmir III of Poland offers a safe haven for Jews, and a mass migration occurs. Like thousands upon thousands of tens of thousands of Jews just flee to these places, which is like like Poland and places like this, where they then were for the next hundreds of years. That's why they were there. Yeah. Well, they're there for another six hundred years. Yeah. Until, until they, they Germany the Nazis. Came. Yeah. Um, on Valentine's Day in February of 1349, two thousand Jewish people are burned alive. Later that same year, three thousand Jews defend themselves, but all are overcome and slaughtered. Just because they thought they poisoned the water and started this weird plague. The plague, in case the genocide distracted you from the crippling virus spreading across the land, hits Wales and eventually kills 100,000 people there. In July, an English ship runs aground in Norway, like by accident, halting the Vikings' exploration of North America. Like That's why the Vikings didn't make it here, is because they just got taken down by the plague. March of 1350, Scotland attempts to take advantage of the situation and forms an army to fight England while they are crippled by the virus. Like, bye. Not smart. Give it a rest. Start playing golf. While waiting on the border to attack, the troops become affected and 5,000 of them die. Then the army retreats back to Scotland, bringing the virus back to their families. A third of Scotland is killed. Dude, that is so shocking. So shocking and horrible. (sighs) 1351, the plague spread begins to slow thanks to quarantine efforts. Yeah, Uh, wasn't this the first instance of people being like, quarantine yourself? Yep. Uh, Sailors were kept in isolation for 30 days, later increased to 40 days, until it was clear they were not carrying the disease. Um, Along with that, they implemented (laughs) social distancing. (laughs) It took 30 or 40 days to realize they weren't actually Jewish, so they let them off the boat. Yeah. where they started implementing social distancing and the epidemic had run its course by 1353. So what was it? What in the Joe Jesus happened? Known by many many names, the Black Death, the Pestilence, Mm. the Great Mortality, or simply the Plague 
was a bubonic plague, an illness caused by the bacterium Yersinia pestis. This event is known as one of the most devastating events in the history of humankind. It was the most fatal pandemic ever recorded. It wiped out at least a third of Europe's population, although some scientists argue it was closer to 60%. It's unclear whether Europe was hit the hardest or was just like whitewashing of history that occurs all the time. Mm-hmm. But it did first hit China, India, Egypt, Persia, and Syria as well. Wow. The global numbers are thought typically to range from 155 to 200 million. The total population of the world was 500 million. So almost half of the world, like Thanos style. Yeah. Those infected with the virus looking on WebMD for answers would mm-hmm. find these as the symptoms. Swelling at the lymph nodes located at the groin or armpit. Growths would develop into large blackish-blue egg-sized lumps, or in some cases as large as apples. Dude, Could I can't imagine. imagine. I can't imagine that. These lumps would then fester and ooze various bodily fluids. I hate everything about that sentence. Same. We're also looking at the usuals. Fever, pain, chills, sweating, upset stomach, diarrhea. diarrhea. Hey, hey Pepto-Bismol. Most of the time, followed by death. So there's that. So what would kill them? I don't know. Like, would it attack? Would like it attacks? poison from the welts and stuff, I think. Okay. Um, though some doctors claimed it was the spirit leaving the body of the deceased that infected other people as it passed by. Yep. We now know that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Certainly, close, though. Close. Good, good guess, though. Yeah. Certainly you weird, like, long-nosed weirdo. Yeah. Like the, they have those, those weird masks. Those, like, crow-looking medical yep. masks. Yeah. Uh, certainly it was observed that if a passerby simply touched the clothes of an infected person, that person could contract the virus. Which is actually probably factual. That was. Yeah. Yes. The aggression of the virus was such that someone who appeared perfectly healthy on Tuesday could be dead by the weekend. Those with the disease would often be asymptomatic for days, so no one would even know they had caught it and therefore couldn't quarantine, or wouldn't because they didn't know they had it. The virus was also not specific to humans. The plague destroyed livestock, killing off countless cows, pigs, chickens, goats, and sheep so aggressively that there was a shortage of wool throughout the continent of Europe because so many sheep were killed. On average, cities had a death toll of about 30, 30%, but in some cases, like in Florence... Italy, the numbers were as high as 90%. Wow. The bodies of the deceased had to remain where they died as there were not enough people to dispose of them. They just died. There was was way more dead people than living people. They they just had to leave the body where they were. Thousands of French villages were left without a single living person, and they became ghost towns. In many cases, the forest just took over and grew up around the dwellings. It wasn't until the end of World War I, using aerial photography that these locations were even rediscovered they're like oh what this was one of the french villages that the black plague took out the forest had grown up around it so they'll just find building structures with dead bodies in there decomposed yeah i guess so it's been 600 years so probably like just bones but they would just find yes obviously but like they would find find structures like and like a bunch of structures in a similar area like some of them have probably collapsed or whatever but like they would find a bunch of stuff in a similar area and be like oh this is from the black plague Wow. I know. That is so fascinating. Like, imagine going there. I mean, like, Ugh. look at this. That's like going to the, uh, there's, I feel like we also touched on this, like one of the nuclear plants that. Oh, yeah. Like it's an abandoned. Oh, we, yeah. When we, when we talked about. Um, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. 
there are area like the whole I don't can't remember what the radius is, but it's like thirty kilometers on is abandoned and forest like there's there's giant apartment buildings yeah with just trees growing up all around them yeah there's there's um is it Transformers there's a new like a new modern ish movie where they go to one of those abandoned places right and there's like a Ferris wheel yeah that's just sitting there yeah yep Anyways. trees vines everything growing up around it yep deer's just riding it. Mm, um, with three heads. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, so how did it spread? Well, from person to person, it spread in the usual ways, through interaction. Some of the later strains were thought to have been airborne, passed on by a sneeze or a cough. But it's thought that humans got it in the first place from fleas and lice. Hosts uh, for these blood-sucking pests could be any wildlife, squirrels, rabbits, chipmunks, mice, and their counterparts. It was thought that uh, a type of marmot called a terabagon was possibly um, what passed it on to humans in the first place in that Mongol capital that I told you about earlier. Right. But of course, what is the disgusting rodent, rodent rampant in large cities? The biggest bringer of disease? The rats. Damn dirty rats. Studies show that rats often react to diseases in very similar ways to humans. Yes. And the rise of disease and plagues in humans are often accompanied by rat falls meaning a significant fall in the population of rats. In other words, the disease that is now killing humans first killed all the rats. So you just like notice a bunch of dead rats. The disease is coming for you now, people. But it wasn't the rats themselves that spread the disease. The rats were just the host to the lice and fleas that were the carriers. And when the rats died, the fleas needed a new host, and oftentimes that would be a human. Dude. Wasn't the rat's fault. No. In support of this theory, ships would often be infested with rats who would then thrive in the dark. Mm -hmm. Moist, lower levels. So the death ships, as they became referred to as... Which is hilarious. Yep. The ones that arrived in Sicily were likely carrying rats that had the virus. As all these ships were making their trade routes, each destination was becoming infected. Because that's what happened. That's how they noticed it happening. The ships would leave Kaffa or wherever and make the trade routes that were so common. And those were the cities that first became infected. Yes. And then those people would flee and infect everywhere else. Yes. Um, newer research has a few variants to this theory. There was no mention of a massive rat die-off in the days surrounding the plague outbreak. Some scientists think it was actually human fleas and lice that caused the spread. Um, rat fleas and human fleas um, spread viruses in very different ways. Don't ask me how. But when they ran the numbers, this outbreak of bubonic plague much more closely resembled human flea theory and how that would work yeah. than actually if it came from rats. Dude, it's crazy that you're saying this. Just a small tangent. Yeah. But have you heard of toxoplasmosis? I have not. So it is a disease or virus that originally uh, lives in cats. Okay. And 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 like and, in all cats or just no, some? not all okay. of them. But what happens is it affects humans and it causes a lot of humans to act irrationally sporadic, do like wild things. So like you'll see people who suffer from toxoplasmosis to like ironically buy a motorcycle and just like drive it stupid fast. Like oh. like little weird things like this. Now it, it doesn't have that same effect on everybody. Right. But the craziest thing is that it travels through certain hosts in certain ways. Right. So it originates in rats. Right. Right? But it wants to get into cats. Right. So what it does is it tricks rats into smelling cat urine and get aroused. So normally, rats are afraid of cats, obviously, because cats will kill rats. Right. Right? But when they smell cat urine, instead of becoming scared, 
the parasite or the the virus yeah. tricks the rat into becoming aroused and sexually charged. So then it seeks out the cat in like a mating kind of way. The cat sees the rat and kills it. What is happening? Yep. And so the cat will then kill the rat in order get for the virus. In order for the virus to right. get into the cat. And that's what the host wants. That's what the virus the virus wants to get into the cat. But when it gets into a rat, it goes, How am I gonna do that? It forces the rat to get attracted to cat piss instead of fearing it. Why does it want to get into a cat? That's just where it wants to be. And then what ends up happening is it's in the host of the it, the cat is its host. And then the cat will uh, you know, defi- defecate into uh, uh, like kitty litter, yeah, and then humans will get it from the kitty litter, and then it humans are its new host, but it wants to be in cats, but it presides predominantly in rats. When you say it wants to be in cats, I mean it doesn't have a will. It wants to, yes. It's not like a will, isn't like, hmm, I want to go to Florida for six months on, six no. months off. No, like in the interest of like survival, it predominantly is interested in being in cats. Weird. Yeah. Viruses make like really weird things. There's also like a, a tick, a specific tick in a lot of Southern America, yeah. which has actually recently been moving more to Northern America. Right. That the tick carries a very specific parasite and virus and bacteria that if it bites humans, mm. you develop an allergy to red meat. What? Yeah. Eat red meat your entire life, no issues. You get bit by the specific South African, Amer- uh, South American tick. Yeah. You develop instantaneously an allergy to red meat. You eat red meat, you go straight into anaphylactic. That's insane. Anaphylaxis. Anaphylaxia. Anaphylactic shock. Sure. Great. Nailed it. Yep. That's wacky. Sorry. But like, just like as like a side note of like, nature finds a way, life finds a way. Like when you say like, you know, these ticks go in between like rats and then they go into humans and stuff like that. Like... Crazy stuff, dude. Yeah. Well, um, no matter what side of the argument you are on, it seems clear that if it was fleas and lice, or sorry, it seems clear that it was fleas and, and lice, fleas and rice, yeah. um, that were the cause of the virus spreading Wine so fast. and beer, Dad. <laughs> uh, that was, that's what caused it. Whether it was the rats or the humans. Sure. Everyone agrees it was fleas and lice. Yeah. In some context. Yeah. Uh, there's also evidence that at the same time as the Black Plague, there was another bacteria spreading rapidly. Any guesses on what that was? Nope. I don't know how you would get it anyway. Um, Bacillus anthracis, or more commonly, anthrax. Oh! Yep. They exhumed bodies from the period for research, and anthrax spores were found in the graves. Anthrax can be passed by coming into contact with sweat, saliva, or tears, but also just pure skin contact. So essentially, at the time of this pandemic... Anyone could get any life-threatening illness from any means of contraction possible at any time. Like, just like, <laughs> what a time to be alive. Honestly. It's likely that many people had compromised immunity due to anthrax outbreaks before the plague even hit. Sort of like the dinosaur theory. Yeah. Um, not to mention the earthquakes and tidal waves. Poral cypress. Yep. So it's possible that the death counts for Black Plague or Black Death are including deaths from other illnesses as well. They just weren't sure what killed them. Sure. On top of all this, though, back to the really expertly qualified medical professionals of the medieval period, many (laughs) of the ways they treated the disease also probably just killed people and spread it further. Yeah. Bloodletting was a possible... Do you know what's crazy, sorry, as just like a stupid side note tangent, is that like, arguably, we are more medically trained 
than they were then. Doctors of medieval times were less trained than we are now. That is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Simply just, just general from, knowledge that we have. Just simply from understanding bacteria, infections, washing your hands, sanitizing. Did we talk about that? Did we talk about I think we did. About like maybe we didn't. Maybe I watched a documentary on it. About like performing surgeries with the same utensils that you did on the surgery from the person before without washing it, like using soaps and antibacterial because that's, they didn't know that that's how disease is transferred. I don't think we talked about it. No, maybe there's a topic there we can talk about, but there was a full documentary I watched where there was a specific disease that affected only pregnant women. Right. That would kill the mother almost immediately after she had the kid. Right. Because the surgeons who, or not the surgeons, I guess, the doctors who were performing yeah. the, the, the birthing process, yeah. earlier in the day were going and dealing with dead bodies. So they'd be down in the morgue, figuring out how people died, wearing yeah. gloves and using tools and instruments. Use the same instruments. And the same in, in the same afternoon, walk upstairs, same gloves, same instruments, and deliver a baby. Wow. Yeah, and there was this like, small, like, 60 you think year... that'd be common sense, wouldn't you? No, but like that—that's how it became common sense. I guess but like, they did not know that the body, like you open up wounds, and like that's how bacteria gets in, and bacteria yeah. travels through the blood, and that's how there's transference. It's of, insane of... that they, yeah. I mean, do you know what I mean? Like that was, was never. They didn't know. And that. then the moment when someone went, dude, just go wash your hands. Yeah. And they washed their hands, and they would wash the equipment. And then, like, deaths dropped, like, 97% of this oh, yeah. one specific disease yeah. and infection that affected all mothers when birthing children. They just stopped dying. There was, like, this 100-year period yeah. where, like, you got pregnant. It was almost an immediate death sentence. Yikes. Yep. We can get into it. I think that's a different topic. But anyways, yeah. keep going. Um, so they, what they were doing was bloodletting. I'm a registered issue. gynecologist. Thank you. <laughs> Um, bloodletting is when they cut into veins or arteries in the neck or arms of those who are sick so that the blood flowed more freely. Just let it Obviously. go. Obviously. Let it go. A procedure that dates back as far as ancient Greece. It was thought that an imbalance in the blood or too much blood could cause a person to get sick. So they just let some out. Bloodletting. It's actually what killed King Charles II and George Washington. What? Yep. That's what killed them. You're joking. He I just, am not. He just bled out on his own accord. Well, no. They don't... Like, it's not like that, where they just like, cut them so much that they just bleed out. But through the act of the bloodletting, usually they have some sort of complication. So or King, like an infection. King, King Charles or... II usually had a, a um, seizure or something and died a couple days later. George Washington, I think... I can't remember now. But like, he died a couple days after. Like Both of them infection. died within a few days of... The bloodletting. Like, Dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, they probably sewed it up, but the body wasn't able to recreate enough blood. Or what, Yeah, exactly. Whatever it was. Um, oh, boil man. lancing was another popular method. Someone would lance or sticky, pointy object, like a heated up knife, into the boils of the afflicted to drain them. If they weren't drained, they would continue to grow larger and eventually poison the host due to the mass buildup of dead blood. And the other word I don't want to say, which is... Puss... Popping them, though, could also cause death due to toxic shock. Not to mention, the boils contained high con- highly contagious matter. So even if you save that one person, everyone in the room probably now has the virus. 
eventually many doctor, doctors just stopped seeing patients. Like, nope, we're closed. Yeah. Uh, priests stopped performing last rites out of their own safety. The outbreak of bubonic plague in the 1300s was actually the second, though, of three bubonic plague pandemics. The first was in the spring of 542, 25 to 50 million deaths. The third was in the mid-19th century. The, well, the mid-19th century. It started in China in the late 1800s, killing about 80,000 in the first couple of months. But the third time was not the charm. While it did mildly devastate parts of Asia as it was uh, traveled globally, it didn't have the same effect as this second one. Um, but it did make the virus hang on. Every year, countries report new cases of bubonic plague to this day. The U.S. usually reports about nine cases a year. Uh, of course, we now have better health care and much easier ways of communicating. Um, as soon as a case is reported, they just lock shit down. Yeah. Um, those cases of like, there would be a case in like, I don't know, Philadelphia. They'll just like lock the city down for a week and just be like, make sure no one else gets it. Is that still a thing? Yeah. Nine cases a year. Nine cases a year, yeah. I thought they completely eradicated. They did not. It still happens. What? Yep. Now, rarely do they pass it on to someone else. But, um, yeah, nine, there's been like, I've read somewhere it was like, there's been a thousand cases in the last hundred years in the U.S. And what about in the rest of the world? I don't know. Um, so what is the comparison between, well, I, well, in the last hundred years, in the 19th century, there was like over a hundred thousand in Asia during one like that was the third pandemic but it never it never went global yeah because um, i mean there was an episode of house where did you watch house i did not wow did you watch house um the beginning of the episode they're on this like private yacht in the middle of like the caribbean and this young girl she's like 14 she like goes diving she's like snorkeling and she finds this like like bottle with like a mess like a like a bottle down like a glass jar mason jar in the bottom of the, of the water she picks it up she brings she's like cool mommy and daddy look what i found in the bottom of the ocean it's part of a shipwreck and she drops it mm. and the glass jar shatters and she goes to pick it up she cuts her hand mm. off the glass the jar was from an abandoned ship that everyone died from the bubonic plague right somehow the virus survived inside this contained bottle right she cuts her hand she gets it right um, but they made such a big deal of it in the episode of like, there hasn't been a bubonic, bubonic? Bubonic, yeah, B-U-B-O-N-I-C. Is there a num, 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 There is. It's a strain of bubonic. And they changed it to num, pneumonic. Pneumonic. It's, it depends on where it affects you. So bubonic is the lymph node thing. I think pneumonic is the lungs. Okay. There's a third one that I think is the, I don't remember. Pouponic. Res, maybe respiratory system or something. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. All right, that's what I was curious. I was going to ask that. Yeah. Of, of like, I've heard bubonic. I've heard pneumonic. Yeah. Are they the same, like the pneumonic plague and the bubonic plague? They're different plague. in where it affects you, but I think like... It's the same sort of strand. Exactly. Sure. It's the same virus, yeah. I think. I'm pretty sure. But it affects a different part of your body. So Interesting. like Didn't know. all the people who died of bubonic plague, some of them might have been pneumonic. Sure. Right? Well, pneumonic would be P-N-E, so that would be... Like pneumonia. Pneumonia, so that would be lungs. lungs. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what the third one is. Um, so what uh, I stand by pooponic affects your poop. Yep. So what is the comparison between this and the old COVID? Because that's something I was curious about, right? I think we all are in in a global pandemic that we're in now. The COVID. Um, so I'm leaving some space here because I think there is room to explore more pandemics or do like a breakdown of pandemics at other times and stuff. Sure. But here's a sort of play by play for just those two. I didn't go into the vast, all the pandemics. No, there's the two. No. Didn't want to ruin another topic. 
So COVID-19 spreads from respiratory droplets, as we know, um, and potentially uh, feces as well and other potentially bodily secretions, although some of this is unconfirmed. It's all still being tested. Bubonic plague spreads from flea bites, and apparently that's it. It's not that the other person is contagious. So if you're near the affected person, you can get it. Like They thought it was airborne or the sneeze or whatever. You can get it if you're near them, but it's not because they're sick. It's because they have infected fleas on them that will jump onto you. You stop. So it's honestly, you have to be bit by a flea or lice or whatever. Um, it's not like if they cough on you, it doesn't matter. No, you're joking. I'm not. So this isn't. Like the a vi- well, obviously it's a virus that's traveling between hosts. Yeah, but these are just ticks, and they were just rampant because everyone was dirty and stuff, and they were on. How animals could they and- not see them or like acknowledge it or like wash them down or like? I don't know. That is crazy to yeah. me. Yeah, I thought once you had it, like, because there was the thing about and this is the thing that sort of led me astray at first. It was like. When they were doing the the um, thing where they poked the boils in the drain, yeah. they're like, you know, they could get contagious or whatever through that. It's like apparently are, not. Are the ticks in the boils? I don't think so. Um, but apparently, you couldn't like from the fluids in the in that you couldn't really get it. You get get it from being near the person and the fleas and lice jumping onto you. Dude, that is crazy. So like, even the people who are asymptomatic, because you said you could be like Tuesday and die on a Saturday. Yeah. But like, if you're asymptomatic on the Tuesday, you got bit by the tick. But you got a shower on the Wednesday, and all the ticks were gone off of you. Why would they be gone off of you? Because you got a shower. Mm, that's not how that works. Have you ever had lice before? Lice aren't ticks, though. No, but it's lice and ticks. Or fleas and ticks. Fleas and lice. So they live in the hair? Lice live in the hair. Yeah. Tick. I don't know where Ticks fleas. just are Flea, on the body. No, they're not ticks. Fleas. I don't know. I don't know enough. Anyway, nor do I. It, it, it just surpasses me that, like, millions of people had hundreds of lice on them, and that's how it got. Yeah, it is insane. Dude, that surpasses me. But it was the 1300s, I guess. It was just like... Even then, that's just like a vast, like... Like, are they implying then that, like... like that's, they don't even need to live on them, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, think about getting a fly bite. Like, how many times have you got a fly bite? And been, yeah, like, it's different, though. But, like, just think about, like, you got a fly bite, like, and all of a sudden, like, the next day, you're scratching, you're like... Jeez, I didn't realize I got a fly bite there. Like, you didn't see the fly come or go, right? True. That could happen with a, fle- with a flea. Yeah, I suppose. But, like, think of, like, that's implying, what you were saying is implying, that between X year to 1300 or 1500 or whatever it is, mm. that fleas, ticks, lice were just in constant circulation on human bodies, constantly, consistently throughout all of Europe and North America. Well, not so much. I mean, there were other plagues that were brought on by that sort of thing, but it was because they were carrying this virus. No, no, no. They but killed like, the rats, regar- and they needed a new host. But re- no, but like regardless of the virus, yeah, because the virus wouldn't have spread if they weren't already on humans, anyways. Like they didn't kill all the rats and go. But Geez, fleas bio. don't go for humans. It's only because they had this virus killed off the animals they usually live on, like squirrels, rats, that kind of stuff. Always have fleas. Okay. But they had a virus that killed all of their regular hosts. And then afterwards, and then like, they went for humans. Okay. So they, won't, they don't normally go for humans. Interesting. So hypothetically, the same thing could happen again. Where yes. mosquitoes, like, well, ticks, 
Yeah. I mean, what's, what was the thing with the mosquitoes thing? I remember in high school, we used to fundraise for getting nets for people. Over Malaria. Africa. Malaria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on worldometers.info, and I always get slightly suspicious when there's a word in the website title that's made up, a worldometer. But it did seem fine, and the case data seemed pretty good. Um, so Black Death, as I said, has a bunch of estimated totals. No one knows for sure. And of those, it's unclear if some of them were for, uh, from other diseases. But certainly, scientists think that 30% of Europe is a solid um, uh, estimate for, like a, a conservative estimate, with the um, death, toll. death toll. Yep. And the global total being about between 150 to 200 million deaths. So killing about like two-fifths of the world's population. Yep. More than that were affected. Some were covered. Not a whole lot. It was the 1300s. And they had weird crow face masks for doctors. Yep. To date, as of this morning, I checked, COVID-19 has affected uh, 184 million people. 300, sorry, 184,334,951 people. Yep. Of those... 11,657,688 are currently infected. So almost 12 million are currently infected. Uh, 168,688,000 are recovered. Uh, there have been 3,989,000 deaths, so about 4 million deaths globally, which is about 2% of all cases. Yep. The population of Earth right now is approximately 7.67 billion. So the percentage of people infected globally, not right now, but total ever, is around 2.4% of the Earth's global population has been infected with um, COVID-19. The number of deaths for COVID-19 compared to the global population is about 0.52%, which is still a lot of people because we're looking at the total population of almost 8 billion versus the 500 million in the 1300s. So it's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's... You know, however many it was, three, three, almost four million people, mm -hmm. right, killed. But it's only 0.052% versus potentially 30, 40% of the Earth's population. Yep. Um, which, and, and that was one of the things is like after that happened, the Renaissance broke out and all of these things started, like all of these positive things started to happen. Yeah. Which is like morbid. We learn so much from from every experience, right? Yeah, but not even just that. Because it was so much less population, things started to blossom. Like people had more. Um, there were yeah. more jobs. There was more possibility for the people who were still here. Yeah. Because almost half the people had died. It like sounds total famish. So bleak, but like overpopulation and under resourcing of yep. the earth and everything is is a big scare. It's the end game. It says right? we're we're gonna hit. 10 to 11 billion people within the next 10 to 30 years. Yeah, that, we like, are, we're going to hit 8 billion by 2023. Yeah, and that like today. humans because of science and medicine are living longer. Yep. And therefore the death rate is not keeping up with the yeah, uh, birth rate. Birth rate. Which it wasn't anyway. But, but also yeah. the birth rate is also decreased from an average family size of seven to an average yeah. family size of 1.75. Yes. Right? So like it's... But it's still going up. It's still going up. And yeah. so like there's scarcity of resource. But then when you get into that, you get into... um. Well, like it, it also creates the food farming. 
right? That we see food farming of like animals and slaughterhouses just simply to create the means to create the food to feed the vast amount of people. And they cut corners and this is where you get these diseases, these wet farms and, and stuff like that. And then you get, you know, these massive viral pandemics that just, you know, will just weed out a bunch of people. Yep. Which is why you get all these scary conspiracy theories of people being like, they oh yeah, started, they're just weeding yeah. the herd. Yeah. I mean, there was a there were periods of that sort of, um, um, what's it called? Biochemical warfare. Thank you. Where they did use bubonic plague. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, anthrax was a big scare during 9-11. Yeah. Immediately after the terrorist attacks, yeah. they said that in America, um, don't check your mail because yeah. there was like one person mm-hmm. who received an envelope with anthrax in it because it was a personalized attack on that one person. Yes. They were like... Oh, it yeah. It could be a thing. Yeah. Iraq is after you. They're going to yeah. come send anthrax in the mail. But there was a big thing with in Japan with bubonic plague, and they were going to like use it for chemical warfare or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, in conclusion, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Practice safe six. Yep. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. Oh, my. Well, you know what, people? That's it. That's it. That's the season finale of season That's two. That's all she wrote. If she had written more... It would have been too much. It would have been way too much. <laughs> and, and you know, so we, we had an episode. Sorry, I just hit my mic. Uh, so we, we had an episode of, you know, a mass extinction of the dinosaurs. We talked about pandemics. Uh, we are currently living in a worldwide pandemic. But we did talk about this earlier. And I think it's important to note it right now that in our current state right now, we are in a worldwide pandemic that... I don't know, the majority of people are listening in Canada, but some some provinces in Canada aren't in great places. Yeah. But right now in Newfoundland, we are heading in the right direction in terms of vaccinations, in terms of a rollout plan. But right now, we are still in the heat of it. There isn't, we we aren't opening up stuff. We're just at that brink. We're very, very close. Yeah. So we thought, let's end season two talking about the, the biggest pandemic to ever hit the world other than what's happening right now in COVID-19. We talk about the Black Plague. Our hope is that when we start season three, our hope. Sunshine and lollipops and rainbows, fucking shit, and everything <laughs> is great, and the pandemic is over. We hope that Newfoundland specifically has opened up its borders to the Atlantic provinces, to the rest of Canada, have. based on vaccinations, based have. on... It's already happened. Thanks for ruining my speech. Well, no, but I'm just... I don't want you to sound like an idiot in your speech. It's already happened. No, but I mean, like, more specifically. Like, like Newfoundland is the only province opened up to the rest of Canada. Yes, but that's what I'm trying to tell you, is that I hope that the rest of Canada is opened up, that the rest of, like, we have interchangeability in amongst Canada. We hope sure, the rest of the sure, country sure, is vaccinated. All right, all right, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. We hope there's new beginnings for all in the season season three. That dog, Jeff. I know it's bad. What a sin. I know we're really torturing it. We Anyways. hope you go to our Facebook, to our Instagram. We hope you comment, share, like, post. Go to Apple Music. Nope. Apple Podcasts. And on there you can rate and review. We would love it if you do that. It really helps. Malcolm Gladwell always says, please go there. It helps. He it does. It, he keeps it that simple, I think. Yeah. It helps. No one's going to do it, Malcolm, but it does help. It does help. I did it for revisionist history. Did you? I did not. Go do it. Um, as always, please, uh, if you have a topic that you would like explained to you 
Email us at info.splanon at gmail.com. We are currently open now for local businesses, sponsors, anything like that. If you have a local business, any sort of uh, company, uh, music, art, anything like that that you would like to promote and you would like promoted, please email us at info.splanon at gmail.com. Part of our mandate is to support local and we want to support you. We hope you learned something this week. And if you didn't, there's always season three. Oh my god, dude! We gotta figure this out. It's well. I just have to cut it all out.